Hello everybody, welcome to a very special episode of our Knowledge Group webcast where we were able to sit down with two of our speakers, ask them a couple of questions about themselves and what they intend to discuss on their upcoming Knowledge Group webcast. They'll be presenting at the webcast going live September 30th from 3pm Eastern Standard Time and it's titled Trends in Consumer Revenue Cycle. We'll be taking a look at some best practices in personalization as well as digital engagement and you can register for this event both to listen to live or on demand using the link found in the description box down below. Now, courtesy of our sponsor firm, that's VisitPay, more information about them found in the description box too. This webcast is completely free of charge to listen to, so be that live or on demand, courtesy of VisitPay, it's completely free to do so. So more information about VisitPay, more information on how to register for this event found in the show notes there. So speaking of today's podcast episode, we're going to be joined by Will Riley, VisitPay's Chief Marketing Officer, as well as his VisitPay colleague, Kristen Burns, their Director of Product Management. On the webcast itself, we will be joined by Terry Mayer, that's the Director of System Patient Revenue Cycle over at the University of California, San Diego Health. So more information about our trio of speakers, information about our sponsor firm, VisitPay, as well as that link to listen to our webcast come September 30th from 3 p.m. Eastern. That's all found in the description box down below. But enough from me. Let's hear from our pair of speakers now. So, Will, Kristen, thank you both so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast. I was just wondering if we could open things up with you just telling us a little bit about yourselves, a little bit about your skill set and maybe the work that VisitPay currently do. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Hello, this is Will. I am the Chief Marketing Officer at VisitPay, a company recently acquired by R1. And I help um, our company and our clients focus on improving the financial experience for patients in healthcare. Kristen Burns, I am the Director of Product at VisitPay, and I've been at VisitPay for about three years um, on the product team. My background prior to that um, is really in the consumer loyalty space. So I spent about 15 years before I was at VisitPay. Um, working with major financial institutions um, on their consumer loyalty side. Um, so although I don't come from a healthcare background, you know, I think the link between my background and what VisitPay does um, is actually uh, pretty closely aligned in the sense that, you know, we are a patient financial engagement platform and we feel very strongly that um, patient loyalty is connected to their financial experience, and that um, you know, without a solid solution for that in the healthcare space, especially as more and more of healthcare balances shift to being the responsibility of the patient versus, in the past, or the responsibility of the insurance provider, et cetera, you know, that 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 experience it cannot be um, disconnected from the clinical experience with their with their doctor or with the hospital. And it's really important to think through the the end-to-end um, patient journey that that doesn't stop when they walk out the door, um, and it also doesn't begin when they walk in the door, right? That journey starts long before they set foot on the property, and it stops once they're home and and they're starting to get those bills in the mail. And we want to help um, our, our partners make sure that you know, all of that energy and time and um, thought that they're putting into their care resonates in the financial experience for that patient as well. 
Thank you both so much for that. Just want to dive straight in here, asking about the patient financial experience. What do you both feel that the role is of patient financial experience when it comes to building brand loyalty? Tying back to what I was saying before, the that financial experience, it, you know, when we specifically are talking about the healthcare space, um, oftentimes today the first thing that happens when a, when a patient is either scheduling or they're checking in for an appointment is they're they're asked about a copayment, right? That they're going to have some sort of amount that they do that's due up front. And then after they're done with their service, they're going to often have a balance that's due at the end. And so that financial experience is their first impression and often their last impression of their um, engagement with the health system. So um, when it comes to to loyalty, if either of those go badly, um, it can it can impact their entire perception of of the experience, even if the care itself is is top notch. So I think it, the unique part about the financial experience, a people are have a lot of emotion tied to finances and to money. It's, it can be a you know it's one of the most stressful things when when people are asked what the most stressful thing in their life is. It's right up there with health. Um, but B, it it it, uh, it bookends that experience, and you don't want if you want someone to be loyal, you don't want the last thing that they take away from their time with you to be um, a confusing or a painful or a um, an experience that lacks compassion. Well, um, I think it plays a really important role. We are in a world where even insured patients might have a plan that sees their out-of-pocket maximum at $8,000 a year. That is a lot of money that most people are unable to afford. In fact, research shows that most Americans struggle to pay an unexpected bill of $500 or more. And our research shows that the cost of healthcare and fear of the cost of healthcare puts people off from even uh, trying to get service for um, problems that they may be having, health problems they may be having. Around 60% of people will avoid uh, treatment or care because they're worried about the cost. We did some research at the end of last year. We asked about COVID specifically. About a third of people in our survey said that they would avoid getting treatment for COVID because they were worried about the costs. So the financial part of healthcare Actually, before you even get to loyalty, uh, um, it, it puts people off even entering the healthcare system in the first place. So I think then there's a huge opportunity for health systems to do this part of the process well, uh, treat the financial experience with the same level of respect for the individual and care and tailored options that they do on the clinical side. And our data shows, again, we measure net promoter score within our system. Um, our data shows that when you can do that, people give you very, very high marks, right? Patients rate their financial experience really, really high with providers who are taking this seriously. And when you can get high net promoter scores, really what you're doing is getting uh, a good in insight into loyalty. And those high scores tell us that someone is then likely to come back to return to that health system because they've received what they consider to be great financial care as a sort of complement to the clinical care 
that they've received. So I think financial experience matters hugely to health systems that want to keep patients within their network and want to keep them coming back again and again. Excellent. I just wanted to quickly zero in on that financial experience piece. I mean, in, in your opinion, what's the biggest opportunity for the financial experience in the years ahead when it comes to healthcare? I think it is to be digital and mobile first. And that doesn't mean digital and mobile exclusive, but it does mean digital and mobile first and, and integrated and consistent from end to end for the patient. So if you think about it, this is an experience that has been uh, largely paper-based and driven by billing systems, the, you know, the big billing systems that all healthcare uh, um, or health providers use uh, to, to sort of drive um, the, 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 the financial process. Paper and billing system first is really different from digital and consumer first, right? Those are really different paradigms. And so I think the biggest opportunity is to gradually um, convert this whole way of working, this whole system, this whole process into one that ultimately is going to be more contemporary, uh, that consumers are going to recognize more immediately as something that they're familiar with from other consumer settings, be that banking or, or wherever else that is. Um, that, for me, is the big opportunity for healthcare. And when, when we can do that, uh, we'll have um, a greater efficiency, we'll have greater patient satisfaction, we'll have greater patient trust and loyalty, going back to that, that first uh, point that I was just talking about, about, about loyalty. Now, you've both touched upon the financial experience. I just wanted to dig a little bit deeper here and perhaps ask you both, what's the biggest opportunity for the healthcare financial experience specifically in the years ahead? So we've touched upon growth and evolution from a business perspective or from a healthcare perspective. But on a personal note here, I just wanted to zero in and really get to know you a little bit better by just asking, what was your very first job? It might not even be on the resume, but more importantly, asking perhaps what you took away from that. What was your big learning experience in that very first role? Yeah, so um, the first the first job I had, well, I grew up in a, a small town in Idaho, and it was kind of a um, a resort town, right? It was very busy in the summer, not as busy in the in the winter because there was a lake and things like that. So I worked in the summer in high school at a at an ice cream shop in that area. So that was my job was to scoop ice cream all day um, in this little sort of box at the bottom of a building that you know didn't have obviously air conditioning and we were in this little small space but it was a very popular place and we were busy all the time and I think I learned I learned a lot from that one I learned that you can work really hard and still have fun um, and you know if you and sometime and then most of the time that's up to you right so um, you can choose to get overwhelmed or stressed or um, you know, let one grumpy, one grumpy encounter make you, you know, ruin your day, or you can choose to see the positive and, and um, enjoy the busyness and the energy of that. So I learned that a lot. I also learned the importance of um, treating people well and what a difference that makes. And then, you know, in that case, when I was in high school, it made a difference in the tip jar, right? Just being nice yeah. to folks led, um, almost without fail to, you know, making a lot of money and tips. And I learned from my employer as well. When you treat your employees well, 
and you respect them, that, um, you know, when people feel respected and valued, they're certainly more likely to go the extra mile mm -hmm. um, to, you know, to, for the business or for you as the employer because it feels like there's a relationship there and a mutual, a mutual trust. And I learned how to scoop ice cream both right and left-handed, so really valuable skill that's lasted me into adulthood. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a funny, that's a good question. So um, I guess my first job that's not, or not definitely not in my resume, was working at a, a, a nursery, a plant nursery uh, back in England. And I did it as a summer job, I think. Yeah, it was a summer job. And I remember thinking um, when I did this that it was going to be fun and easy. Like I would just spend the summer outside tending plants. Uh, I'd get to walk around. Uh, it was just going to be this cruise uh, of, a, of a summer experience. Uh, and I suppose what I realized was that it, it wasn't like that at all. Actually, it was really hard work. If I, if I had to do it, if I was going to do that work well, it was it was hard. Um, and I had to roll up my sleeves and get on with it and, and work hard all day. Uh, and that was a bit of a shock to the system, I think, as a 16-year-old. But I suppose um, if I fast forward to today, I've been in this role I'm in now for about four years, and we are doing the work of taking a paper analog-based industry and turning it into something that is digital and consumer first. And it's hard work, uh, right? It's the, it's the same kind of experience. Every, every day is difficult if you want to do something well and if you're focused on trying to change something uh, and change a system and change a process and an experience, it's hard. So I suppose uh, <laughs> that's probably my key takeaway from that very early experience. So before we wrap things up, I just want to thank you both again for your time, for joining us, and look forward to the event on September 30th. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Now, don't forget the information that you need to register for this webcast to listen both live or on demand is found in the description box down below. Courtesy of our sponsor firm, VisitPay, it's completely free of charge to do so. So as well as that information about the webcast, more information about VisitPay found in the description box, along with some information about the trio of speakers joining us at that webcast, as well as Will and Kristen, who you've already heard from. So we look forward to seeing you September 30th at this Knowledge Group webcast. And until your next Knowledge Group event, whenever that may be, take care and bye for now.